are in the middle of our Habakkuk series, and we've been unpacking a lot, a lot of truth out of this little tiny minor prophet in the Old Testament. Um, and it's this beautiful thing. And so John, who I'm here with, uh, is our care and counseling pastor. And I'm Matt, I'm our online connections pastor. And um, yeah, I'd love for us to just be able to look in. We're here in this, this section in Habakkuk 2, where it's yeah. these woes. Okay, uh, I think there's five of them, right? Mm -hmm. you should, yeah. Five woes. Yep. Yeah, five woes. And so we're just gonna we're just gonna read part of right one of the the last ones, and then kind of this end on this truth of who the Lord is. And um, let's just like dig into this a little bit as we kind of look at um, this reality of uh, of evil and and wickedness and brokenness and understanding maybe more clear of what it means for God to be holy uh, and justice and what that actually means. Cause I think it can be either challenging or hard for us to. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and start us here. Okay. Um, what prophet is an idol when its maker has shaped it, a metal image, a teacher of lies for its maker trusts in his own creation when he makes speechless idols. Woe to him who says to a wooden thing, awake, to a silent stone, arise. Can this teach? Behold, it's overlaid with gold and silver, and there is no breath in it at, at all in it. But the Lord in his holy temple, let all the earth keep silence before him. So, John, when we are trying to sit and understand this like concept of right God being holy, um, and the the reality that um there are evil there is evil in this world right there's wickedness that there's this sin and sometimes in a more intensified way and most of us probably say like more intensified out there how, how do we kind of wrestle through this idea of a, a a holy god and so right the the justice um and god being just seeing that rightly in response to maybe things in our world but then also maybe the piece that we don't like of what that means for us personally. Hmm. I mean, holiness is such a odd concept to, you know, try and define because yeah. it's, it's just such, it's a word that's hard to define because it has to do with God being uh, perfect in every way, morally perfect. But it also is, it carries this idea of otherness, hmm. that God is beyond us, that he is unique. Yeah, that he is different than all that he has created, and he's above and beyond all he's created. So holiness is this idea of just incredible perfection, power, otherness. Yeah, which is kind of intimidating in some yeah. ways, right? Yeah. And then justice is really one of those perfections. It's mm. he's a just God, and and as a just God, he is absolutely just in a way that we only scratch the surface of. Mm. He. He is always equitable. He is always fair. You know, and all of us, like, I mean, all of us in our life have said, well, it's not fair. Yeah. There's something in yeah. all of us that we're like, it should be fair. We want it to be fair. We want it to be equitable. We kind of do, you know, we, we most of the time want it to be equitable and fair. I would kind of like it slighted towards me yeah. sometimes yeah. or, or towards those I love or care about or know best, you know. But there's still something in us that just knows fairness seems right and good. But when when we come before a God who is perfectly just, yeah, you know, 
completely, utterly just. I think there is something for a lot of us that's kind of scary about that hmm. because how will he deal with me then if he's a completely just God? And one of the things earlier in Habakkuk talks about his eyes are too pure to even look on evil. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that he is so beyond, so completely perfect, so apart from evil and sin. And first John and talk about the fact that he's light, no darkness at all exists within him. He's yeah. Completely light. And I think sometimes we think this idea of God is just um God is just saying, Well, I just don't I don't like evil, so I'm just gonna go out and judge evil. I think the idea in scripture is more God is so totally pure and perfect uh, beyond anything in this mm -hmm. world, any sin, that evil can't exist in his presence. It simply can't. Yeah. His, his purity will destroy it. And if evil exists in us, if sin exists in us, we can't exist in his presence because he is so, so pure, so beyond, so great and holy that, that evil simply can't exist with him. So, so God is simply saying, this has to be dealt with. To yeah. have a relationship with me, this has to be dealt with. And justice is, is the right response to evil. And we, again, we kind of know that. If, I, if someone I love has been treated unfairly in an unjust way, I want justice for them. I want things to be set right. Um, you know, I always think of the story of Jonah. I love the story of Jonah. It's one yeah. of my favorites. And I think of Jonah, you know, we always think, well, he didn't want to go to Nineveh because he was scared of what would happen if he went and proclaimed judgment on them. But it becomes pretty clear in the story. He didn't want to go to Nineveh because, because he knew God was a merciful and compassionate God and he didn't mm. want them forgiven. Yeah. He, he hated them. He hated the evil they had done. He probably knew people who had suffered horribly under them. He didn't want that evil to be forgiven. He mm. wanted justice for them. And he wanted to stay away from them so they would know justice, so mm -hmm. that ultimately they would have no opportunity to repent and turn back to God. Because there are times I love the idea of justice. I want things set right because it's, it's painful to see some of the results of evil in my world or in my life or in the lives of people that I care about and love. So, so again, there's something in me that knows yeah. to be just is good, but... So how do we, how do we do it? Like that, that is such a, you know, I, I don't even know how often we've probably like, that's not usually the twist. Like, you know, like that wasn't like the, the veggie tales spin on, right. The story yeah. of Jonah, which is so much, it wasn't like, oh, it's actually because I don't like that, right. That God could be in control of deciding to be merciful in this, but like that, that sense of hatred, but that is such a good word. And so how do we handle that or how have you seen maybe that in right just just walking alongside um right sitting with this idea of right god is this understanding as best we can or just coming to the grips of like god's holiness is this otherness that we can't understand and so trying to reconcile this idea of right the justice and then also the cross and so that comes in and as we really sit with that idea that right upon the cross that Jesus took the sins of the world. Mm -hmm. And so that, that is that reality. And that's a hard reality of like, okay, what does that mean for my sin? 
But also, what does that mean for their sin, especially if it's something where like, okay, this person wronged me or hurt me? Um, how do we how do we live with that tension of, right? Because God is holy and so because he's other. And so in his justice, it also means that he is his mercy is this otherness in a way that I can't show mercy and his grace in that way. And so how do we wrestle that tension of, okay, this person has wronged me or done this, but then what is right forgiveness in the cross, but then forgiveness for me, if I'm in Jesus, what does that mean for maybe this person here? If that makes sense of how does Jesus changing me also mean that Jesus changes my response to them if then right, they too come to faith in Jesus. Yeah, I often think, and I, I've often talking with people who, mm -hmm. have, who have experienced some horrible abuse and yeah. horrible evil at the hands of others and, and are trying to deal with that. And one of the things I often say is that I don't think it's wrong that you hate that. I don't mm -hmm. think it's wrong that you even wish for justice. I don't yeah. think that's a wrong thing. I, I think of Romans 12 where, you know, it teaches us in a sense we are to love our enemies, but not because we don't care about mm. the offense mm. because of the harm they've done. We're, we're really encouraged there to entrust it to God. In a sense, what it's saying is God will do justice better than us. Mm. We will, we word. will do puny justice. Mm. We will do messed up justice. Yeah. God will do it better. We leave judgment in his hands ultimately mm. because because he knows when it needs to come, how it needs to come, yeah. the right way to dispense it. We will always mess that up. He he assigns us to be a part of seeking people to turn towards him, seeking repentance, being people who who share the gospel with others, the good news we've experienced, so they too can experience and they can be set right not because they just experienced judgment but mm. things could be set right because they experienced the gift of of righteousness that's imputed to them through Christ yeah that that they experience that that through faith they they are united to Christ mm. instead of this is the end result it has to be yeah. judgment for that sin that things are set right that way well how do we we join that. We love the other. We share the gospel with other. We um, we pursue them understanding that they can experience yeah. what you just described that Christ has done yeah. for us. Yeah. But too often, I want to say, "Well, no, I just want I want them to pay right now." Yeah. That's what I want. I I don't like that they're getting away with that. I want I want things set right right now, and the best way to set things right now is I'll make them pay. But again, I think we just, we so mess that up. We we do that so poorly. And I talk to people all the time who I would say have experienced that kind of um, messed up justice, mm. that kind of messed up judgment that has um, not turned them towards God, has turned them away from God, you know, because they've experienced at the hands of others what it is to be, you know, so not a kind of judgment that sets things right. The mm. kind of judgment that just serves some personal agenda or, mm. or you know, yeah. some false belief instead of what God's justice always does is always equitable, yeah. always fair. Yeah. How do you even navigate, right, as, as is this call to share the gospel, even um, 
maybe even for those of us who are, who have been trying to, but maybe there there is someone that as you're engaging with that like got his place in your heart, but because um or because they've maybe experienced hurt or wounds um with this false idea of right in the in the name of God where it's not really right a reflection of God's otherness mm-hmm. um but they've distorted that image that true image of who God is and so um you know how how would you maybe encourage someone who man is just burdened for a family member or a friend who right has just spent so much of their life just having been hurt um by things that have been done to them uh in the name of God or in the name of Jesus where they have this distorted view of of really who God is in his holiness and his otherness that there's just no concept, but they have been right led to believe these things that were done are a reflection of God. Yeah. Um, again, I want people to understand. I think some of it's the way we model with the words we speak. Mm-hmm. I want them to understand. Again, when I talk about God being a, a perfectly just God, yeah. a perfectly holy God, separate from sin, yeah. completely separate from evil. I want to say but. Let's talk about the other perfections of God's character. God is a perfectly loving God, completely. Mm, yeah. A perfectly merciful God, a God who is always wise, who who is always present with us. Yeah. You know, that yeah. all those other perfections of his character. That's good. And I want to point out they never exist separate from one another. Mm, that's a good word. God is never um just just. Mm. And he set love aside for a while so he could be just. You know, we do that. Yeah. We do that. We yeah. we either or all the time. Yeah. God never does that. Mm. God's justice is always incredibly loving. And Paul, you know, points out it's a love beyond anything we've imagined. Imagine mm. God's love as best you can. It's more. Mm. It's bigger. Yeah. It's better. Because we can't we can't with our imagination even dream how big it is and how yeah. remarkable it is. Yeah. That always exists at the same time as God's justice, as his judgment of sin, as his hatred of evil. Those always exist together. And we see that in scripture. Yeah. A God who is completely just, 100% completely just, yet pours out what our transgressions deserve, Isaiah 53 tells us. Yeah. What our transgressions deserve, God himself and his son bore on himself Mm. on the Mm. cross. He's completely just. Yeah. That is the punishment that those sins deserve. But he's so loving that he took it upon himself for us Mm. and gave us that opportunity to know this righteousness through union with Christ that that he has, that he is, that can become our righteousness through him. Mm. It's like that's a perfectly loving God and at the same time a perfectly just God. No, I I love that. And I love that reminder for us of, right, let – Right. Let's let God's word and I think the fullness of, right, be the plumb line for right guiding our conversations, right? Our relationships. And yeah, that is so that that's such an important rem- reminder for us of just like God's otherness and that we need to remember that. And we need to remember of like this this full picture. Um, you know, and I think so much can go back to where Right. We want to right live either way over here, or way over here. But as we're in our relationships, as we're trying to look at the things around us is in some things we can't fully understand. And so we have to be, if we are in Christ, we have to be right 
right, spending time in his word. We have to be led by the spirit and right, impress into those things. And so, yeah, thanks, John. That's just such such good reminders to us and helping us just see things rightly. And, you know, I think that's our goal is, is we want to make much of Jesus. Part of that is we want to see God rightly as best we can continue to grow and to recognize, okay, right, this, this otherness is so beyond us and it's the peers that we can't even understand and remember that, yeah, we live in in one of these spaces or the other and don't do either of them well, but he is, right, the fullness of that. So, yeah, it's been a great conversation. Thanks for mm -hmm. just sharing uh, that, that knowledge and, and unpacking this with us. Thank you. Thank you.